Welcome to the Beyond Mom podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the On Air with Beyond Mom podcast. This is Randy. I'm so happy that you're here today. And I always start out by saying thanks for giving your time and your attention to this because I certainly know that as a mom and a busy entrepreneurial one at that, we don't always have the time to inspire ourselves and fuel ourselves with great information, but it's so wonderful that you're here. I get it. I'm going to dive in today with an extremely fascinating woman who I'm psyched for you all to know. Her name is Lauren Mylan. Some of you may know her. Um, I've had the pleasure of interacting with her kind of over the course of time and thrilled to be able to share with you the things she's accomplished and the insight that she has as a mom and as an entrepreneur. I'm going to tell you just a couple of little tidbits about her and then we're going to dive in. Lauren is a former model. She's a serial entrepreneur. She founded and is the CEO of LMB Group, which is a strategic marketing and advisory company. She's the founding partner at Gen Y Capital Partners. It's an early stage venture firm that focuses on investments in mobile and consumer facing technology. Getting really interesting to me specifically, she wrote a business memoir called The Path Redefined, Getting to the Top on Your Own Terms. And recently, she's launching into the world of TV, um, a new show called Quit Your Day Job, which is going to be premiering on Oxygen in first quarter of 2016. So those are some facts about her, but here she is. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on. Yay. All right, let's dive in because I have so many meaty questions for you. So Lauren, in your book, you talk about this path redefined and what I think is personally really applicable to the Beyond Mom community is this idea of doing it in your own terms. And it can be probably the most challenging part of you know pursuing your professional and creative endeavors as a mom, but having to navigate it in a, a new way, in a way that's unique for yourself and maybe for our culture. So I'm curious, kind of, what are some of your top tips for that woman who's trying to navigate it in her own way? I think the best tip for the woman who is trying to navigate what I like to call modern day success on your own terms is to make sure that you're staying true to yourself and to make sure that you are pouring most of your energy into where you're able to get the most return. And so I like to always say, go for the leverage. And so if that means that you have a passion um, that's just a passion of yours, but that doesn't yet make you know any income or revenue, it's not a business, but it's a passion but you're making enough money doing something else, whether it be your day job or just a core competency that you have that allows you to make a lot of money to give you that wiggle room uh, and autonomy in your schedule and time to be able to go and pursue something else, then do that. Then I would say go deeper where you're going to make more money in the short term especially so that you can have enough of a nest egg to be able to take you know, that leap into entrepreneurship or into you know, kind of pursuing your passion on your own terms because certainly – things aren't always as easy as we might think that they will be. That's very true. It's really true. Um, 
how do you take as an entrepreneur and an investor? Uh, I think you know it's it's very there's so many questions around taking an idea because so many of us have ideas and then actually turning it into something tangible. Um, I think one of the things that women come to me with, uh, and I'm very humbled by some of the early stage questions that people ask that are about, like, I have these ideas, I have these ideas, but what do I do with them? How do I turn them into something that I can actually touch and feel? Do you have any insight to share on, on that? I think that you need to surround yourself with the people who are where you want to be. And so, you know, oftentimes people network with where they feel comfortable instead of where they feel most uncomfortable. And sometimes you feel uncomfortable because you think you're not worthy or you don't deserve to be in this certain social circle or in a certain room or at a particular event. And I say network with the people who are where you want to be because those are the people who will either, you know, very directly tell you what you need to do to get where you want to go or they'll show you by the way that they live their own life um, and the way that they just really lead by example. And so if you're... um, you know, observant enough and intuitive enough as an individual and self-aware enough, you'll, you'll pick up on those cues just by being in the room with people who are where you want to be. That's a great, I think, I think of it in many ways as putting the cart before the horse, because so often we're afraid to put ourselves in situations where we don't already see ourselves belonging, but in fact, important to do so to, to sort of, sort of like sharpen your own tools. So I like that advice. What do you see as the commonalities for people who are finding success in these unique ways that you talk about? And what are the skills that you think that they tend to have in common? I think that the skills are all, you know, the skills are very different, but the drive, the motivation, the persistence, and the resilience is the same. So obviously people have different core competencies, different areas of expertise, different interests, different knowledge base, but that drive, the motivation, the resilience, the persistence, the thick skin, the ability to, you know, wake up every day, even though you may feel like the world is against you and feel like you're still going to win. That is what is the most constant. Mm, Thick skin. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I don't find that to be uh, the easiest quality for many, many women who are launching into business. You know, for me, it's something that I was raised to have to have. It wasn't a choice not to have thick skin. Um, Not to be confident was never an option. Not to be sure of myself was not an option. And so I think for me, I grew up so accustomed to being the only or one of very few in so many circumstances that, you know, I've, I've always had this thick skin. I've always had this you know, kind of sticks and stones will break my bones, words will never hurt me kind of mentality. Um, Because I don't think I could have gotten through my childhood any other way. I mean, you know, I was the only African American in my school um, that really lacked diversity for nine consecutive years until I got to high school. Um, You know, my parents had a divorce that was really not pleasant and kind of singled me out in different ways, uh, just within the community. I you know, just always was different. I was always different. And I think most incredibly successful people that I know and that, you know, the general public will will know and read about and learn about have those same stories of being the awkward, you know, unpopular kid and, you know, then crushing life as an adult and being that one that's suddenly super cool and incredibly successful 
And I think most of us that I know, I can only speak for my own friends that fall into this category, we all have really thick skin because of those experiences as children. And that gives us that fortitude to kind of take on entrepreneurship. I love that. And so true. So you've sort of given us a little bit of a doorway into your personal story, and and I do find your personal story so fascinating. Um, you are a mom of two. I've had the chance to meet one, and you are an entrepreneur. You are a single mom, an author, a world traveler, and these are just such interesting titles uh, for a woman out there doing her thing. Um, you're truly a beyond mom to me. And yet, there's only 24 hours in a day. And we can't do it all. And so I know that so many of us struggle with what to let go of and what is the non-negotiable part of your life. And if you could share a little bit about how you've made those decisions and those calls for your own life, I think it would really help some of our listeners. My non-negotiables are really simple. It's my integrity. And um, I never do anything that goes against that. And, you know, there, there are... I'm never going to be a sellout ever. There's no amount of money that could make me. And in fact, the TV show is a great example. You know, I had so many TV show offers for years um, and even more so in the last, you know, year or so since my book came out and they weren't right for me. They didn't fit who I was. They didn't fit what I believed in. They didn't align with my, my values. Um, They weren't going to make me feel good at night. And I wasn't that desperate to be on TV and I wasn't that um, excited about an opportunity that I felt defied my my integrity and my moral compass. And so that for me is my non-negotiable. And I say that to say that, you know, there are people out there, there are companies, there are opportunities, um, there are colleagues that will respect that so much. And, and it will give far more value to the right opportunity when it comes along. So in my case, it gave far more value to, you know, this opportunity with NBC Universal. Um, to have this show on oxygen, quit your day job, because, you know, I turned down so many other offers that didn't align with who I was. And then, lo and behold, something that really fit exactly who I was, the message that I wanted to portray, what I believed in, what I really do that wasn't um, sensationalized, came along and turns out to be an incredible TV show that'll hopefully be a big hit. But I think that sometimes people can just get so anxious to have something as opposed to living in the gray and having nothing. And it's a very, very difficult thing to do. But I think that when you, when you do that and you put that confidence in yourself, that the next thing that's right for you will come along. Um, and in my case, I pray on it. <laughs> and, and when it happens, it makes it that much more meaningful. So those are my non-negotiables, you know, my moral compass, my integrity, my values. And then there are days where, you know, crap hits the fan and a kid is sick and you don't have a nanny or, you know, you've seen me on one of those days actually. And honestly, my non-negotiable then is my children and everything else just has to fall to the side. Yeah. It is a fascinating, um, it's a fascinating thing those days. (laughs) You and I've communicated on those days, both yours and mine. And, um, it's amazing how you have to very quickly pinpoint your priorities and um, it can be challenging, but it, I think it's part of the that Beyond Mom quest. Um, you and I have also spent some time talking about travel. And I've confessed to you some of my own, let's call it leaning away um, from travel out of 
you know, fear of leaving my my child or fear of exhausting myself. And I, I notice that I come up with a lot of excuses. I also notice that you've dove in head first to so many wonderful, wonderful opportunities, many of which have taken you away from home. And um, I know that so many moms out there also question these things, whether it's personal travel or travel for their companies and their work. Um, so I'm curious how you do it and um, how you sort of manage the emotions or the questions that come with it. So first off, I've never had an employer. I've always worked for myself, which means that I have this luxury to be able to do what I what I want to do when I want to do it in large part. Um, I also have really mature, self-aware, culturally exposed, global-minded children because that's how I've raised them and that's how... I was raised, that's how I want to raise them, that's what I want them to to believe in. And so, you know, taking trips, whether they're with me or they're not with me, and a lot of them, they come with me, in fact, they don't look at it as a big deal. And I think that for the families who never do it, and then all of a sudden you have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and you're like, oh, mom's going to go to Europe for a week. It's a shell shock. So my kids aren't shell shocked because it's a part of who we are. It's a part of how we live our life. And, you know, even at school, they're exposed to lots of different you know, ethnicities and cultures and traditions, and it's baked into who we are as a family. And as a result, you know, in fact, I share those experiences with my kids and they have an appreciation for them. So, you know, no matter where I'm going in the world, if they're not with me, I FaceTime with them every day, morning and evening. I send them photos every day. They have, um, you know, Apple IDs. They, they have iPads and they have an Apple ID so I can send them messages and we have a group string between myself and my kids. Um, and my mom actually, and I send them photos of where I am and, you know, they connect it to a friend, a friend of mine, a friend of theirs, someone at school, someone that that they've learned. Um, of course I bring back, you know, souvenirs and and things and things that are really meaningful, like above and beyond the t-shirt, um, or a hat or a keychain or a magnet. I mean, I bring them something that's really meaningful and I always bring them money. I always bring them currency, dollar bills and coins from every country. So they have um, you know, a box of money from around the world from trips that either I've taken or that we've taken together. Um, but I think they also think it's really cool to be able to say, Hey, my mom was just in, you know, South Africa or my mom was just in Iceland or, you know, my mom was just speaking at Harvard. I mean, it translates also, I get the same questions all the time about, well, how does it work with traveling for work? You know, I had to miss, um, a birthday party of one of my kids' best friends. So not their own party. I would never miss that, obviously, but like one of their best friends. And I said, but mom's going to go speak at Harvard. And so like we looked up Harvard online and they saw how, what a big deal it was. And we ran through all the, the notable people who went to Harvard. So they understood the importance and the significance of this opportunity. And they showed up at this birthday party, not sad, not anything, saying, yeah, my mom's not here, but my nanny's here. And my grandma's going to come pick me up because my mom is speaking at Harvard. And they were really proud. And um, you know, the same thing with the book. They say, well, if, I, if I'm going somewhere because I'm going to do a talk and a book signing, I say, mom's going to go do a talk and a book signing. They, they tell people with a lot of pride and excitement, my mom's a best-selling author and she's away right now in such and such a city because she's signing her book and people are buying her book and her book is wonderful. It's called The Path Redefined. Get into the top on your own terms. Um, and so I think that for me, it's, it's a win because I want my I want to be my children's role model. I don't want my kids to look at someone else and want to think, "Ooh, I want to be them." Oh, I think that's cool. So the fact that I can inspire my children and serve as 
you know, a place of not just pride, but inspiration and excitement and cultural relevancy for them, I think is so powerful because I want, you know, I want to be that girl that gets my kids excited about who they can be when they grow up. I think that's really beautiful, Lauren. Um, I really resonate with a lot of what you said. And, you know, even though it can be hard to step away, but to take all of that as fuel for who your children are becoming is just so meaningful. And then on the subject of female entrepreneurs, why do you think we're so special? And at the same time, what do you feel like are the challenges you see? Uh, I'll start backwards. So the challenges that I see are the same challenges that I see with, with men and the same challenges that I see with people who are striving to be successful, people who want to have more than one business before a certain age. Um, you know, it's, it's constantly making the right decision. Like that is the struggle. And for women, those decisions, you know, traverse into personal life and to personal responsibilities, into house and home and family, whether you have or don't have a husband. Um, and I like to, I like to say it's a bad joke, but I do say it. People will say, how do you do it all? And you're a mom. I said, yeah, but I don't have a husband anymore. I'm a single mom. So it actually makes it a lot easier. I can relate. Yes, yes. That makes um, sense too. Bad joke, but it's totally true. I have to say, you know, I don't know if I was still married that I would have accomplished what I've accomplished. I don't know that, that I would have had that latitude or if I would have felt as though I had that autonomy to be able to pursue all the things that I've pursued and to pour my time and energy into, um, into new businesses and new opportunities to become successful. Um, so I think that, you know, constantly making the right decision is a really hard thing to do for every entrepreneur and for women you add on the layer of you know things that either take the female perspective or the maternal the maternal um, perspective or opinion and that just creates another layer of responsibility um, and then in terms of you know what do I think for women I, I think that in fact I, there was an article written on me by Dan Shawbell in Forbes, um, the day my book came out last year, May 20th, and it's entitled Lauren Milan, semicolon, cracking the female entrepreneur code. And it was one of like their most shared articles. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, we need to see more women doing it. We need to see more women doing it all. And, you know, we need to, we need to really show other women that it's okay to be stressed. It's okay to work hard. It's okay to want to be a mom. It's okay to want to have it all. And in fact, you know, contrary to what most people say, believe, write about these days, I do think that you can have it all. Um, I think I have it all. And some friends of mine recently have started saying to me, oh, you're crushing life. And that's like my new thing. I feel like I'm crushing life and I'm proud of it. And I think that we need to see more women crushing life, like bottom line, full stop. And women need not feel um, guilty for wanting to be successful and for pursuing career and pursuing, you know, family, whether that's marriage or children or all of the above or, gosh, I mean, at this point I have girlfriends that have no husband, have no interest in having a husband, have gone to a sperm bank and are like, I'm going to tackle motherhood my way, like the path redefined, <laughs> you know, um, you know, completely on their own and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have it all. And, you know, I do say, you know, remove the naysayers and the noise from your life and the people that try to deter you from your dreams because 
it's just poisonous. It's poisonous to who you are and it's poisonous to this motivating spirit that you really need to keep going. Mm. That's great. What fuels you, Lauren? I mean, what you give a lot to your family and to your business and the people that turn to you and want to hear what you have to say. Um, how do you fuel yourself? Um, good question. I fuel myself by taking breaks and you know, something that I speak about a little bit in my book in the path redefined is that, you know, my career up until this point has been very reactive to opportunity as opposed to intentional about opportunity. And, you know, most of my colleagues who have reached my level of success at some point, you know, between selling companies or making a transition they have taken this kind of life-changing trip around the world and they go backpacking or something for three months to a year at times. Um, you know, or they go and they start meditating or they go on a yoga retreat or they do something that's like very soul-searching that allows them to rejuvenate and recover um, and be very intentional about their next move. And because I'm a single parent and I'm a thousand percent a single parent, I have sole custody of my kids they're with me 24-7, 365, or they're my responsibility 24-7, 365. You know, I don't have that luxury. I have a lot of other luxuries, but that's not one that I have. To be able to say, peace out, I'm going, I'm going away for six months to go find myself and rejuvenate my soul. And so, you know, as a result, we take a lot of trips um, as a family, just the three of us. We're getting ready to take one this week. And it allows me to do just that. And when we can do two weeks, we do two weeks on school breaks. Um, but we do a lot of short trips. So I try to give myself me time on a regular basis. And so that can mean a trip by myself. Um, I go on vacation completely by myself. Sometimes I go with girlfriends. But, you know, I'm not afraid to take a three-night, four-night trip just me. And it is so necessary. And on a more regular basis, you know, just here at home in New York City or when I'm in L.A. working or whatever, once a week. I try to have a date with myself. More recently, it's been more like twice a month just because the calendar has been so crazy, especially with the end of the year. But, you know, at least two to three times a month, I have a date with myself. And it's as simple as a 90-minute massage, 30 minutes of reflexology, dinner at my favorite restaurant, whether it's Italian, French, sushi, whatever, but one of my favorite places and just sitting at the bar, reading some sort of a gossip magazine, just like really turning just turning down, turning off, um, and just hanging out with myself. And it's quite lovely. And then I like walk the neighborhood and I'll go get, you know, a latte or something. And as opposed to having dessert and I just like stroll by myself with a little paper cup and with the sleeve on it and just walk around and it's awesome. And I drive myself home at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something. And I blast my favorite music in the car and, um, and it's like just perfect. And it's exactly what I need. And by the time I come home, you know, my kids are asleep and so I can kind of continue this feeling of being really zen and go to bed and wake up feeling like a champ. I relate to that. I, I think when I was younger, I also hesitated uh, with, you know, dating myself and having alone time. And now when I get it, oh my God, it, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, you really are your own best date. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. If you could inspire our listeners who who are beyond moms with kind of like one solid fresh idea for this conversation before we we say goodbye what would it be and it doesn't have to be like you know the biggest idea in the world but maybe something that like feels like a truth to you today 
it's something that I, I preach, I feel. Um, but I also feel that it can never be said enough. And it's something that I talk about a lot in The Path Redefined. And it's a really simple question that I ask myself and that I encourage everyone, man or woman that I meet, um, to ask themselves when they're you know, at an inflection point in their life or their career or when they're you know, on the cusp of a big opportunity. And it's quite simple. It's, is it worth it even if I fail? And I'll repeat it because I think it's that important. Is it worth it even if I fail? And so for me, you know, I get so many calls and emails and messages saying, well, how do I know if I should take this job or if I should start this company or if I should take a sabbatical or if I should do, you know, the question is so simple. Is it worth it even if you fail? And it's a question that I've always asked myself every single time before every career move, before every life move. And, you know, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just something that I really live by and it's never, it's never been, um, bad advice to give myself and it's never been bad advice to give someone else. And I think that when you look at things that way, you know, as opposed to, you know, am I ready to take this opportunity or do I deserve this opportunity? But more so, you know, do you come out better on the other end just for having this opportunity, whether you win or lose, whether you succeed or fail, um, is it still going to be, you know, of added value to your life, your career, your resume, who you are and what you believe in. And as, as long as that's yes, then I say go forward, you know, go forth unafraid, which was actually the, the tagline of my, <laughs> the tagline of my school. I went to Dalton and we were the, our mascots of the tiger and our, our phrase was go forth unafraid. So, you know, I think that's, that's really who I am and what I've always done and what I like to encourage other people to do too. That's great. So before we say goodbye, Lauren, um, tell our listeners where we can find you, follow you, and stay engaged with all the, all the great things you have to share. So my website is laurenmylan.com. So L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-I-L-L-I-A-N.com. And it's a really actually cool place online that's um, quite informative about me, who I am, what I like. Um, what I've built, where I speak, where to find me, where to watch me. Um, I'm blogging now a little bit too. Um, just kind of leading up to a lot of questions and things that people tend to ask me. So it's a good place um, online to hopefully be empowered, inspired, and informed. And I'm at Lauren Milan on social media everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Lauren, thank you so much for giving your time and all the inspiration and learning that um, that you have gained through your very fascinating life story as it unfolds. I can't wait to personally watch it. So um, thank you. And for all of you listening today, thank you for tuning in again, giving your precious time. Um, I hope that On Air with Beyond Mom continues to give you the resources and the inspiration to continue pushing forward and believe in yourself as you navigate your mom's self and that emerging um, identity of yours that just continues to shift and shape. Have a great one. Thank you.